0: He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now.
1: This is another problem. You know, I mean, what IPRAC do is solely, we're solely are a verification platform. We're not a booking platform. We don't market properties. We are purely the verification side of it. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform.
0: What's up, all my Slick Talkers? You are about to listen to the Vacation Rental Mastermind series. I have sat down with some of the biggest experts in the vacation rental space all over the globe, and we created a 10-episode series where we dive in from how to be a host, how to maximize your property, how to manage a property from big management companies, as well as technology and fraud protection for your guests and for yourself as a host and an owner slash investor. So tune in every week for the next 10 weeks to enjoy the vacation rental mastermind series on Slick Talk and check out every single guest that's going to be on the show on all social media platforms. Hey guys, for anyone at all interested in vacation rentals and the crazy growth that we've been seeing over the last few years, you need to listen up. As the world's leading provider of short term rental data and analytics, AirDNA tracks the daily performance of over 10 million listings on Airbnb and Verbo in 80,000 global markets. Through a combination of machine learning algorithms and source data, AirDNA has revolutionized pricing, benchmarking, and investing in alternative accommodations. Whether you're a current host, property manager, real estate investor, or simply looking to get into the industry, AirDNA is the go-to resource for understanding and navigating short-term rental markets around the world. Most folks in the industry are already well aware of their tools, but if you haven't yet checked out MarketMinder, I can't recommend it enough. Subscribe to any city or neighborhood and you get access to interactive charts, a dynamic pricing tool showing high and low demand days, a thorough rundown on the competition, and much, much more. If you don't yet manage a property, you can type in any address in the world and see how much it would make as a short-term rental. Visit their website at airDNA.co for more information. Again, that's airDNA.co. He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now.
1: I'm absolutely great. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Will.
0: Of course. Um, So Chris, let's kind of dive right into, you know, the meat of the the, yeah, absolutely. Um, what is your origin? How did you kind of get into the industry and who are, you know, who is Chris?
1: Um, right, okay, good question. Well, basically, I originally I'm from England, north of England, a place called Durham. Um, but in 2000, so close to like 20 years ago, I moved down to the south of France uh, in Cannes, where... We set up a small, well, at the time, a small rental agency operating in Cannes, uh, managing properties and offering rentals to travellers and corporate uh, guests who visited the Cannes festivals. Um, that, was, uh, that was where we started, um, which I manage that uh, still today. Um, so that's really where, we, where I came from and how I got involved in the industry of short-term rentals. So it's... Uh, it's quite a while since I've been in the industry, so coming up 20 years.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, so with that company, kind um, of tell us a little bit about it, what you guys do with uh, AES, correct?
1: Yes, AES. It's AES Events Group. It stands for um, Accommodation Event Specialists. So what we do um, is we manage properties for, for private owners, and we rent them to corporate clients. So some of our clients we work with are like Microsoft, Google, Twitter, Spotify, Fox, Disney. So our main job is to provide corporate accommodation um, in Cannes. Uh, so that's what we do in, from the accommodation side, but we also have an event management side. So we order, we have large event spaces where we you know, offer event management. So where people can do cocktails, um you know that type of thing for events and have meetings so we do accommodation and events.
0: Definitely awesome. Yeah, and yeah. So you've been doing that for quite a while. And then um let's talk about IPRAC a little bit. What does IPRAC stand for and kind of maybe give us a little backstory on what that um entailed into the creation for you as a
1: Yeah sure. Well bit be- well IP itself stands for international property rental approval certification so basically what happened so the, the launch of IPRAC came back in 2014 um, you know as, a, as an industry professional operating in Cannes um, I was starting to see some changes in the industry where fraud was starting to appear um, but one of the main problems was in 2014 we were contacted by a family who'd been stranded in Cannes Um, and had been fallen victim to a a scam that cost them £15,000. So, I mean, that's close to like uh, $20,000, 18,000 euros. Um, So basically, they were stranded, and they contacted our agency, and when we got to meet them, I kind of investigated slightly and understood what they had gone through. And it was at that point I realised that fraud was just a, a bigger problem than everybody expected it. So rather than just talk about it and, you know, I thought, you know what, I need to, uh, I felt it was my duty to, uh, to, to, you know, try to come up with a platform that could prevent it um, and allow travelers and consumers to be able to know who they're booking with. And I think that's very, very important in today's industry of, you know, of, of, of consumers, basically, but short term rentals because people are booking you know, properties all over the world, sending money to different countries. And I think trust and confidence, if you don't have that in today's world, then, you know, there's problems that are going to arise. So that's what happened and that's how we launched IPRAC. So it took two years to kind of develop the platform uh, from, from Seed, because we had to understand how we could do it as a platform, mm-hmm. um, how it could benefit travelers and owners and agents. And that's how it kind of came about, so we actually launched in two thousand and sixteen.:
0: Okay, officially in two thousand and sixteen. Very nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, so uh, so we've been going three years, and um, and we're call, you know, I mean we're kind of disrupting the industry in a, but in a good way, you know, because yeah. I think I think before a lot of consumers didn't realize that um, really fraud existed, so they were putting a lot of trust in the industry. Yeah. a little bit like a little bit like a lottery, you know because you just even though there's like eighty percent of the of the operators out there around the globe, you know let's say eighty percent of them are actually are legitimate, you know they have no intention of scamming somebody, but there's twenty percent of these people who who have got the intentions to you know to commit fraud, and I think that's the that's the key to try to identify who's legitimate and who's not
0: well it's uh you know 20% is a little a little uncomfortable percentage if that was like you know if we we're going off a of base actual numbers 20% is way too much and
1: right, guess, yeah without a doubt i mean and the thing is it's it's a percent it's a figure that can't yeah. really be um can't really be pinpointed as such because i mean you, you know there's terms of people talking about how many you know we get asked the question how many properties do you think on airbnb are fraud fraudulent we say well we just don't know mm-hmm you know, we just don't know. I mean, this is the thing, because there's no verification process to arrive on a listing for Airbnb. You can get listed on Airbnb quite quickly. I mean, they have their payment procedures that people have to follow to avoid fraud, but then they're, they're not really reliable in terms of for the, for the property owner or the agent because they have to wait till the guest arrives to be paid, mm-hmm. which which doesn't really help anybody who's got a property investment, you know, I mean, getting a booking in January and have to wait till August to get paid. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make, that doesn't make a lot of sense for somebody who's got, you know, like monthly payments to make on that investment property.
0: Well, and kind of like what we were, you and I talked on the phone when we first uh, linked up for this episode is, you know, the difference between the hotel industry We're you know, we have so much trust when we book a hotel, right? Because it's a known property. It's, you know, got hundreds of rooms. If not, you know, maybe thousands or whatever. Um, it's, it's a known spot. It's got, you know, all the basic stuff. We've been using hotels for a long, 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 long time. Now the vacation rental industry has just taken off so much in the recent years that, like you said, almost anybody could put a property or an apartment or a condo or anything on there and then use it as a a listing. And kind of like I love what you said earlier, um which was you know the guest' experience doesn't start when they walk up to the property or walk through the doors and it's when they're booking and yeah absolutely and, yeah, and when I prac you know when people see that they um, they are booking a property that is certified that yes is, uh, credible and, and you know has the backing of a verification there's a lot more trust like you said that goes into it, and I think. One big thing, you know, when me and Matt Landau were talking on the first episode of the series, we were talking about this is a huge, like, responsibility. You are literally taking some, you know, Mm. people are spending their whole year working, mostly, most, you know, guests that travel, spent work their whole year to save up money for a week's vacation with their family or friends or whatever. And they're putting a lot of trust and a lot of time. And it's, it's a big responsibility to take on. And I love... You know what you were saying. You know the guest experience doesn't start when they walk through the door. It's when they, when they really are booking your your site or your property or doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the thing you know, I mean, the last six, six, well, let's say the last twelve months. You know, a lot of the the booking platforms and the industry have been using the buzzword experience. You know, it's kind of like oh, you know, let's just you know, and even now with Airbnb, you don't just book a property; you can actually book the experience. Mm-hmm. with the property and, you know, you can do certain things, but I mean, a lot of the the anticipation of when you book a private rental is, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of anxiety involved. I mean, we've, we've spoken to people who, who have that, you know, who have, who have booked properties and they, they all ask, we ask them the question, you know, how do you feel about booking a private rental? So, well, we do it because it's cost affordable. Uh, because we're a family of four or a family of five, so a large apartment or a villa suits our budget and um, you know, and I think that's something that people are prepared to do but at the same time, they've got a lot of reserve because they just don't know what's going to happen when they arrive Yeah You know, and I think that's the key factor so if you can give somebody the trust and confidence that when they pay that everything's going to be okay then that increases the experience for the guest by saying yeah but we've booked through IPRAC or another verification system that we know that this property has been approved and when you say approved that comes on to another point because there's a lot of people out there saying well I can approve a property but then you kind of say well to what length yeah what what do you do to approve a property you know because this is another problem You know, I mean, what IPRAC do is solely, we're solely are a verification platform. We're not a booking platform. We don't market properties. We are purely the verification side of it. So I think the depth that we go into, which we can talk about a little bit later, um, is the important factor. You know, there's a lot of talk at the minute about Airbnb saying, you know, coming out and saying that they're going to register <clears throat> or verify seven million listings by the by December two thousand and twenty. Well, that's a brave statement, mm-hmm. you know. And I would, and I'm quite happy to say it's a brave statement because it's just you ask them why. Well, not not why, but what are you going to use to approve these people? Like because I, it's like we said prior to going online. You know, there's you can. What we say at Iprac is you can only be approved if you want to be approved yes because you can only you can you know because you can only prove people on the data that you have that's the key yeah data is everything so at IPRAC we actually we need to get your proof of ownership documents copy of your bank you know a lot of different things that come into the factor of what you use to approve somebody, you know, like it's an an in-depth process and not many people have the technology or the time to do that. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's where the industry is falling.
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially with like, there's such a rise in technology in the industries as a whole, you know, hotels, restaurants, vacation rentals, all that stuff. Um, There's such a rise in tech, but this is kind of lead into, into what you and I, um, are talking about. I just, I'm kind of curious what went into forming IPRAC. Obviously, you know tech and other aspects, but um, you know, tell me about the the intense time and the thinking and the whole way yeah. that, that process. <laughs> and you know, the very like, This is a lot of stuff that I think people think about, maybe, but it's not like something that is a conversation. I guess so if we think about yeah. verifying and making, like you know, when I book an Airbnb or a vacation rental. Obviously, I'm kind of thinking, okay, like this is a legit site, so it should be good, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not mm. thinking of all the steps that has to go. You know, the owner or the host or manager or agency have to go through. And you guys, mm. did. you know, you took that into a conversation. And I'm just kind of curious, what all went in behind that, in forming this process?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So basically, um, when we decided that we were going to build this platform. We actually—I mean, there was a lot of, lot of hours, man. I was just thinking about planning it, how it would work from a consumer point of view, how it would work from an agency and owner point of view, and how people could use it. Because you know, some of these travelers are young, old. Some people don't always know how to use verification. You know, to understand what does it mean. Mm-hmm. So we had to, we had to create a logo that people could associate trust with that was the key that was our kind of we had to start with that and then build the whole platform around that so we had a lot of you know a lot of planning and but what we kind of found was the key factor was that a lot of industries out there like associations who offer a logo of trust as we say can be quite easily copied and put onto fake websites Okay, I mean, in the UK, in the UK, there's a company called Abta, and Abta's logo is used pretty much on 90% of fraudulent websites. Really? <laughs> yeah, because you can paste and copy the logo, put it in the bottom left of a fraud, of a fraudulent, and say that we're we're, I, we're Abta member or Abta approved, and a lot of people look at that from a visual and think, ah, okay. So the fake, you know, the fraudulent operators have created that logo of trust, even though that um, that logo is not used on a on a legitimate site. So if you went onto the ab to web, official website, you would not find that company,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. But so that was a big challenge for us, and we kind of thought we well, we can't have the iPrat logo being able to be just put anywhere because otherwise it loses its credibility. Definitely. So we had to speak with a technology company, um, which we found in the UK and London. And they came up with, uh, with a technology, which we invested a lot of money in, um, which basically created a membership application process. Um, every iPrat logo is unique. So it's created with your unique ID. Okay. So, so every logo, every iPad logo you see is different because it has the member's unique ID in the logo. So that was a massive challenge. You can imagine technology behind that was just kind of, you know, when you're approving thousands of members, you know, you've got to try to get that, um, the technology to kind of relevant, a new member all of the time with a new unique ID number that's linked to their iPrap profile. Definitely. Yeah. You know, so there was a lot of technology that came behind that, but that was where we kind of started. And the rest of it came from, you know, what information would we need to really prove that you are who you say you are? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not difficult. You just got to provide the information. So what phone number do you use to to communicate with your guests? Mm -hmm. We want that. We want to verify that. Okay. And place that number on your verification profile. We want to know what email you're using to communicate with your potential guests. And we want to put that as an approved email on your verification profile. We want to know the bank details that you accept your rental incomes on. We want to verify that. And all of these things have technology behind it to be able to, for us to be able to verify that that bank, that phone number, that email is registered to that person. Mm-hmm. For example <clears throat> uh, and then yeah yeah, uh, and then also we have things like the proof of ownership. If you're a private owner, then obviously you own the property, so you have to prove that because that's another problem in the industry. There's people who are renting properties that are not licensed to be rented, either right. they're renting it long term and subletting it, which is illegal in many under under many laws yeah, so. So you've got to prove that you own the property. That's a big, you know, of course, if you own it, then you're not really interested in scamming people. Definitely. You know, so that was a document that, so we went to go through this list of all of the documents that we could ask for that could cut off any possibility of that person being a fraud. So, I mean, at the minute, we'd probably had around about, there's about 16 supporting documents that we would request for a private owner. Wow. Yeah. And then we've obviously got the training of the approval managers who then use the supporting documents alongside the application form to be able to put all that together before the actual person is approved. So there's a lot of technology behind the scenes, and that's why it took so long. I mean, That's why it took two years of bringing it to market on a test site and getting it used by consumers and test agents to see where the holes were. Well, and, and over to yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and then on. So it took about two years from idea to getting the site to uh, to where it was. But one of the one of the funny things was because we actually had a. I mean, I'm not going to mention any names of of who we used as a developer. But yeah. we went through a developer for like about nine months, who brought the site to market, and we just didn't like it. We just, I just knew straight away it wasn't, it wasn't the design, it wasn't the feel, so that was a big investment that we just had to wipe off, because it just wasn't going to, we couldn't bring that to market, we couldn't make that live, so then we had to find a new developer (laughs) to work with the technology, yeah, and that's where we are today with the new developer who's fantastic. I mean, our site today is uh, is a credit to what we do,
0: yeah, that's, and I think with. You, know, you said it, takes, it took a long time and I think anything good, especially when you're gonna become a disruptor in a good way in the industry, mm-hmm. I think it takes a long time anyways. Like it should take a long time because that just goes to show yeah, that what you guys yeah. are doing is beneficial and it's important. It's a really important thing. And um, for you know, for the listener and audience base, a lot of them you know, are in the hotel hospitality sector, but then you know, with the vacation rental, um, I think, this can be applied anywhere. This is not just uh, you know a short-term rental thing. Is that you know we need to really think about kind of like what we just said in the beginning. Is this is really the guest starting point of experience? You know mm-hmm. they're trusting a lot of time and effort, and again, money into booking a stay, whether it's a hotel, uh, Airbnb, VRBO, private, yeah, you know, contract a site. You know this is this is something that we need to really think about because like you said, that family absolutely. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine being at you know, in that position where that family just lost twenty thousand dollars, or fifteen pounds, or fifteen thousand pounds, and you had yeah. you know, like that to me would have just been. Ah, I, it was devastating. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: I, I, you know, I mean, I saw the, um, you know, I mean, you can imagine the emotions that were going on. I mean, this yeah. this husband and wife were sat in my office with their three children. Yeah, the three children didn't know what was going on. So they just think when, you know you know the husband is blaming the wife because she booked it, you know she's blaming him because he didn't help her, and they're just you know it, it's emotional it's an emotional time they've just you know they've got seven or eight suitcases, three children, lost fifteen thousand pounds, nowhere to stay, and stranded in a country that don't speak the language yeah <laughs> it's horrendous, so this was what this was the kind of you can read stories online. Oh, God, that sounds terrible. But when you actually see it firsthand, it touched me. You know, it's kind of, you know, I've got three children myself. Yeah. And I kind of thought to myself, this is the industry that I care about. It's the industry that's provided me with a wonderful lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, I need to, and I need to protect it. I need to, offer somebody, I need to offer consumers the opportunity to book through legitimate owners mm-hmm. and, 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 or, and rental agents but also allow legitimate professional owners and legitimate professional agents to show their credibility. We've gone through a robust process. We are legitimate. You can trust us. Because one of the biggest things in trust is what a lot of people don't realize is that an owner can tell everybody, you can trust me, you can trust me, you can trust me, but nobody
0: will believe it. Yeah, you have to choose. You, know? you have to choose to be verified. You have to choose to show that trust. Like, yeah,
1: because there's yeah because there's information that you have to give, like your passport, like your bank, your bank uh, uh, details, your your email, your you know your utility bills. Your, so many different aspects that come in. So you have to give that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you don't give it, you can't be verified. That's why I was saying to a lot of people around regarding the Airbnb saga. Says there's no way they can verify correctly. Them seven million listings because they're not going to do it the right way.
2: Mm-hmm. You can't be-
1: verify some. You can't verify somebody using AI and reviewing the last ten reviews. Yeah, that doesn't verify a, pro- a property owner is legitimate. Agreed. So, so again, we have to look as an industry how we can protect consumers, but also help legitimate operators thrive mm-hmm. and that's what our mission was at IPRAC to do to help both and that was one of the challenging areas of how we de- developed the platform is how can it work for consumers but also operators so that's what we do today so it's, we're very proud of it.
0: Well you should be that's, that's something
1: yeah.
0: you know like you said this is the industry we love this is you know provided you know such a nice comfortable lifestyle but also you know we get to meet and connect with people like you and i i'm in seaside oregon and you're in Cairn, france how crazy is that this one mutual thing of passion and love has brought us together so imagine yeah yeah, love it this is just a scratching of the surface you know the the people Mm -hmm. that we get to encounter and interact with on a day-to-day basis like guests and other managers and you know people in the industry this is such a huge thing and like i said i don't think I think a lot of us think about it, but we don't think about the extent of the conversation and making it happen. You know, this is no, yeah. very, I think it's not a new thing to verify, but it's a new thing to verify in such detail that people have That's to it. choose to, to be a part of.
1: Yeah, you can't just verify. I mean, if you, if you look at a hotel, for instance, I mean, you know, hotels, I mean, verification for legitimacy is one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of legislation coming in to make sure that properties are covered in the right level of health and safety for consumer health and safety as well, because that's another industry problem. You know, there's, you know, there's some of these properties out there listing on on the booking platforms and things that are just not fit for purpose.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's another problem, you know, But um, but we have to do more as an industry because... I didn't realize that fraud was affecting the industry so much until 2014. So I'd been in the industry, you know, maybe 14 years before I realized that it was actually affecting the industry and I was just blind to it. It was only until 2014 when I looked at it and started investigating it that i just realized how our industry was being damaged by such uh, fraudulent operators. And it's getting worse because of this the growing how fast the industry's growing. Yeah. That's right. the problem, right? Fraudsters, they'll go where the money is. Mm-hmm. And, they don't, and they sleep very well at night huh? when, they, when they take 20,000 euros off somebody. They don't lose a wink of sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, so, you know, so this is why what we're doing is, you know, what we want is more operators to believe that eye practice is required for them Mm-hmm. as an investment, but also to get more education out there into the industry for consumers to to let them know just how sophisticated forged this can be. Because, you know, booking.com, Airbnb, there's horror stories that come from them. I know that the platforms isn't their job to verify, but they didn't think of this 10 years ago. This is the problem.
2: Definitely.
1: So, you know, they didn't think that this was going to be a problem today. and. And I think in general, I think a lot of them are trying to brush it under the carpet. Say, oh, it's not big enough. The problem isn't big enough to solve. But stats, yeah. But listen to this one stats state that seven out of 10 victims to rental fraud don't report it. Really? Yeah.
0: Seven out of 10?
1: Seven out of 10 will not report it due to um, embarrassment. Thinking that nothing will get done about it, put it down to a bad experience, don't know where to report it to. Wow! They just they just put it, you know. So a lot of it's not even getting getting to like mainstream media. Some do, but the the size of the problem is not out there is in, in in the sec, in the market because it's not always reported and it's brushed under the carpet. Wow! And that's a problem for me. Yeah, that's huge as, as the CEO of Iprac you know i just that's a big problem for me i want i want booking platforms to stand up and say you know what we acknowledge the problem it's not their fault yeah i can't blame booking platforms but they're in a big they're in a very uh what's the word powerful position mm-hmm. to be able to make change
0: you know well, we're all in the hospitality industry so my thing is if you know if you are in the sector whether you're a software company uh uh, you know a booking platform, whatever you are, I think we all have a responsibility to take care of the guests and that's you know that's why we get into what we do we We're all some point or aspect you know I practice designed to take care of the guests. Slick talk is yeah. designed to take care of you know the people in the industry to educate and to ensure the passion and you know and then there's booking that's comments for the guests and getting them the best property that they can book, and you know there's all these things right that are supposed to you know, mm, the, the absolutely. Bottom line, bottom line, take care of the guests. And sometimes I feel like you know, we—not we, as you and I—but maybe companies that are bigger and been around a little bit longer. Forget about that, and that's the the point where. Well, they've
1: got a different mode. I think they've got a different motivation. I mean, if you go and ask senior man senior management of their booking platform what their priorities are for 2020, it won't be it. It won't be fraud. Yeah, it's more. It's more. It's more. It's more listings and more night bookings of nights,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and more reviews, <laughs> you know, because yeah. that's where their business model is generated by. I mean, you know, look, Airbnb are doing this. I believe. Okay, and I stand by what I believe is that when you come out and say that you're going to verify seven million listings, but this is, but you're not highlighting exactly how you're going to do it. It's a publicity stunt. Yeah. Prior to an IPO. You know, I mean, it's not rocket science to understand because you don't need to be a rocket scientist or an industry expert to know that you cannot verify a property owner for consumer satisfaction and and protection through the way they plan to do it. Agreed. Impossible. So I'm not saying it's their fault and it's, you know, but they can do more. They can. Listen, you know, 2018. Brian Chesky from Airbnb mentioned something about their privacy policy. You know, we're going to change it, you know, because some people's accounts have being hacked, you know, but six months down the line, nothing had been really done properly. And everybody had forgot about it, you know? So it always comes when it always comes when there's an industry, a media outcry of something like, I mean, it was such a tragic operation of the shooting in the, in the U S yeah, You know, an Airbnb property. Tragic. But that's not... That could happen anywhere. Yeah. It's not because of Airbnb. Do you know what I mean? It's like, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we're, we're cancelling party houses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But is that the solution? I don't know if that's the solution. But what it comes in, there's a media problem in the industry, and all of a sudden, Airbnb want to attack it in a certain way, and they're very quick to come out... Listen, I was speaking to a guy who works at Airbnb, not at, not at the level of they are, but, you know, and he's kind of saying, well, we just want to get, we just want to do the best we can to protect the guests. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I, I don't doubt that for one minute. But before you come out and say that, you need to investigate thoroughly how you're going to do it effectively.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. You, and it, it comes down to the thing of, you know, actions speak louder than words. And one of my biggest, yes. like, my, my biggest thing from the hotel side is that I always say, you know, actions speak louder than manager meetings. We can be in meetings all we want. Um, but you know, and so we start actually doing the things that we've discussed, you know, like investigating and finding out the root of certain things, like maybe a, yeah. you know, training issues or whatever we need to start then after investigating, start pulling triggers. We need to start actually, you know, making decisions exactly just keep talking about it in the next week and the next week and the next week but nothing's gotten done and now you have three or four months later down the line and your people are looking at you you know looking for a yeah
1: yeah well listen everybody's going to be looking at what that situation is in December 2020
0: because Brian
1: Chesky came out publicly said we're going to verify 7 million listings by December now that's a bit like I've said previously that's a brave statement and it's going to fall on deaf ears because I believe that that's not going to happen correctly. And after a year of verifying people, how have you done it and who's verified and who's not, and how are you doing it at at source? Because you've got to stop people listing. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. You don't verify somebody after they've listed. Yes. You know, you have to, you have to go, if you want to do it properly, you have to go back to the start. Yeah, You have to go back to the start and say, listen, you have, they have to go out there and choose a company who is solely on verification, all of the technology all in place, get advice from them, build your own with advice from them or whatever. But then go back and say, listen, in two years, we're going to transform all of the properties through this company. So your your listing will be took down, you pass through this company to be verified, and then you'll be relisted.
0: Yeah, I think... Yeah, you know, it's a lot of work, but I think to in order to ensure you know the guests, yeah, trust. you anywhere, go anywhere. Yeah, like management companies. Like you know, guests aren't the only ones that get frauded. You know, there's tons of you know parties, like you said, party houses, and people that will book and go destroy you know the property by doing whatever. Yeah. You know? and so there's all sorts of things. And to you know, like you said, the only way to prevent it is to take it back from the start.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what I believe, you know, and like a lot of the people go, God, that would cost us millions. Well, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. because no, but nobody nobody, in your business anticipated this is a problem at the start.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, verification. Did, did you not think that this would come back to bite you in the, you know, in the behind? Because now it is, and a lot of these booking platforms don't know how to deal with the problem. Agreed. You know, because because it's like okay i mean we spoke to somebody um about 2 months ago and you know and we investigated and uh, it's a fraud they were a fraudulent operator working out of spain offering villa rentals in spain and they actually bought a legitimate company for a euro then they listed all of their fake properties on this website registered to this company that they bought for a euro. Mm -hmm. Then they give that 100 fake properties on this company Uh website. And then they, they gave this company because the company was legitimate. Okay. Um, if you looked at the companies, ah, they are legitimate. So obviously the properties are, but they had no, they didn't have any company background. They just bought the company for a euro. That company was then given to a channel manager, and the channel manager distributed 1,500 fraudulent properties around so many booking platforms. Wow! And what happens? What the fraudsters are doing there is they're trying to just throw as many properties out there as they can to create as many inquiries, and then they go to work on their, you know, offering 50% discount to come off platform. Uh, offer them, you know, a one week free if they book and pay directly. And, you know, and this is what they do they just try to get as many inquiries and maybe they'll scam 10. But you can scam 10 people, you can earn 100,000 euros out of that. Yeah. Wow. And no, no owners to pay. That's 100,000 euros profit to invest in more techniques to scam more people. But these websites look very, very kosher. That's the problem. They're investing money in websites. The fraudsters. They're not just listing one or two properties. They're they're operating like businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, having boardroom meetings, having a CEO, having a marketing manager, having a psychologist who does the listings. Wow, it's crazy. It's crazy the sophistication that they go into. But this is the reality, and this is what we have to educate people on. I mean, we've got articles on the iPract website all about this to try to educate people and to. There's one article which outlines the sophistication of fraudsters, and it's unbelievable what they can go to, the lengths. And you yeah, wouldn't believe it.
0: No, I just hearing that, like they have a CEO, they have a marketing director, they have a psychologist. <laughs> yeah, of course they
1: do. Yeah, I mean, they do, they have meetings about how they're gonna do it, because if you go online today and put rental fraud, you know, protect you from rental fraud, you will see all of the tips of what people say. Oh, be careful. It might be too good to be true. Oh, look out for this. Look, fraudsters are reading all of this. Mm -hmm. And they're going, all right, okay, so the, the industry knows what we're doing this. So let's make that better. Let's make sure that we write better descriptions. Let's make sure our photos are better. Let's make sure that we do this better. You know? So they're reading the industry articles to get themselves more compliant to the industry, to be able to you know, create a better fake listing. And this is, this is the frightening part where what we do at IPRAC, we say, look, you, you cannot pass the IPRAC test approval if you're a fraudster. There's too much, there's too much that goes into it.
2: Yeah, 100%. You
1: won't, you, won't, you, know, you won't pass. So that's why it's important that you don't just look at a quality website and go, oh, look at this beautiful website. This can't be a fraud. Can't yeah. be, yeah. It can, <laughs> and this is what's causing. You know, I mean, that, there was a, a famous footballer in Europe got scammed about three months ago, fifty thousand euros. Wow, yeah, that's,
0: that's so, crazy. Yeah, that, it blows my mind. So, for the for the listeners that are just listening to all this stuff, like this is something I think you know, the series is designed for people in the industry. But you know, if you're not in the industry and you're a booker or a guest, this is some stuff that I think is really important. And so for Chris, on your guys' website, you guys have a partner page, correct? Yes. Okay, perfect. So yeah, you guys have a partner page where you have people that are trusted into uh, you know be legitimate platforms or softwares or companies in there, and then as well for iCrack, kind of, can you tell us about the just so that way, we give guests, you know, listeners more information about what you guys do. Um,
1: what in, ter- in terms of our in terms of our partners?
0: Uh, your partners, but also then like the 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 ID number and the, you know what happens. You know. Oh ah,
1: yeah, cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So basically, if you see a iPad logo, um, normally what would happen is if you're a consumer and you come across a property that you want to book, um, nine times out of ten. Maybe they are probably the IPRAC, they're not IPRAC approved as of yet because we're, we're growing and it's such a big industry. Yeah. But if, if you come across some, uh, a consumer who says, I'm IPRAC approved, he will then provide you with their ID number. Okay. And with that ID number, you can then go onto the IPRAC website and there's a special search engine on the website where you type that ID number in. And once you click search, it brings up the iPrac profile of that particular member, and the iPrac profile covers all of the details we've spent two to three weeks verifying. So if you see it on the profile, so like the the telephone number, the email, the bank account, we don't we don't display the whole bank account. We only display the last five digits. But if a consumer's ask, if the owner's asking you to send five thousand dollars to this bank account, you can say well are the last five digits on the iprac profile the same as the one they're asking okay yes it's correct okay it's good yeah also, also the also there's the phone number are they are they communicating through the correct phone numbers that are registered on the iprac website are they communicating through the correct emails that are registered on the iprac website is the property address the same that's listed on the iprac website is the owner there's a lot of details that you can use to verify your Accommodation provider, and then once you've done that and you book with that with that property owner, you can then register your booking on the iPrac website, and that's what guarantees your payment. Because you book, you type in the iPrac member's name, and ID number, and the dates that you've booked, the price that you've paid, and you register that. And iPrac gets a copy, the owner gets a copy, and the consumer gets a copy. So the that. Booking is registered in the IPRAC system. So if you arrive at that property, and we know that's not going to happen, but if it isn't there or it's fraudulent, then you're guaranteed that payment to be sent back to you. Wow. That's but a, people, yeah, it's a guarantee. It's 100% guarantee.
0: Yeah, that's a big order.
1: Yeah, that's and really- I think that's what, that's what people need.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not only us saying you can book, don't worry about it, yeah. but also when you get there a count what we do is yeah i mean listen we don't approve anybody who hasn't passed our process yeah. so we've got 100% confidence that whoever we approve is going is not going is not going to be a, a fraudulent operator and that means all the consumers who book through iprac members are, are free to pay them directly they're free to enjoy the the, the period of time up to the booking which is what we were speaking about earlier about guest experience. Mm-hmm. I just think it's the whole, the whole process, but I think people need to understand how, what they need to do. There's no longer this click, book, pay, and, and hope everything goes, goes well. Mm-hmm. That's got to stop. People have got to take a little bit more time to understand what's, to, to how to protect themselves.
0: I 100% agree. In all aspects, you know. guests, management, assets, all that stuff.
1: I mean, yeah, so. I mean, I mean, we are working with a couple of um, big uh, property management companies here in Europe, on, and they've got, they're trying to understand how they can in, integrate it into their systems. And it is, I mean, we didn't believe at IPAC that we would have to do that. We thought that we would just be a, a verification platform. People would come and get verified. We would give them their display and their logo, and off they would go and show people that they're credible. Mm -hmm. But actually now we're getting a lot of uh, the big property management companies and tech companies, they want to get more involved in how IPRAC can be integrated into their systems. Now, this is a lot more complicated than it sounds. So, I mean, it's not as easy as what we, you know, but we would like to investigate how we can do it because our whole mission is just to make the industry safe and let legitimate operators thrive. That's, That's the key.
0: And I think that's how a lot of things start is, you know, they, you you have one idea, right? Like I formed Slick Talk, you know, this podcast as one thing, yeah. you know, which a, is fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I designed it as one thing that I didn't think would become come to where it's at today. You know, I didn't think I'd be doing a series on vacation rentals and the mastermind yeah. behind it. And, you know, like, mm. so it's just, I think that's when you know, you have something that's good and legitimate because now, your your sole purpose and mission, which is great and amazing, has now just expanded into so many other areas that mm. it's actually gonna impact more than you could ever imagine, I think. And ah, so-
1: I mean it, it's huge. I mean we got we got approached by uh, by Google, okay. Oh. I mean, who basically sent people all around the world. Yeah. You know, like traveling, you know. So if you think of like Google UK, they were kind of they've got a travel desk. Okay, so they've got a person or a team who's responsible for booking accommodation for their employees. Yes. Okay, that's what you do. You don't book it yourself. You go to your travel desk. You say, "I've got to get to Miami uh, for a week. I'm going to this conference." Sort it out. Mm -hmm. The travel desk will then look around, and, and they've got partners and different things. But when we said to Google, "Well, why don't we approve all of your accommodation partners?" prior to you booking with them and they've come back and said listen we only use hotels really right now because that's where the trust is yeah they said yeah but you're losing a lot of money by paying high hotel fees when you could have a lower cost in quality quality apartments and they said yeah but we just don't trust apartments really Mm -hmm. so but if they're IPRAC approved you can Mm -hmm. so what they're kind of so what Google are looking at doing is now is, is signing an agreement with our travel desk service, which we never thought we would open, but that's <laughs> yeah. come now, you know? And all of a sudden now we're providing, we've got companies who want to use IPRAC services to protect them from, from booking, when they're booking private accommodation. If it's IPRAC approved, they can book it because they've got their payment guarantee and they know that their guests are going to be, when they arrive, there's going to be no problem. Yeah. So, we're, yeah. so we're, solving a huge, we're solving a huge problem for large corporations just through, just through creating trust and confidence. And it, it's fantastic what we're doing in that term, but as we get bigger, you know more companies are coming on board. So there's just so much scope for what we're doing at IPRAC because of what we do is all about trust and confidence and making the industry better. And I think if anybody's mission is to make an industry better, then you're going to succeed.
0: Agreed. 100% agreed.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. it's such a, like you said, it's such a growing industry. But the one thing that we've noticed with, you know, anybody that's a host or in the industry that starts out, if they're not in it for the right reasons, they usually don't last long. And that's a good, yeah, you, know, you know, we we want everyone to love people, to you know love what they do and be passionate and be good at it. Uh, but if you don't like people and you don't have the right reasons and you're not good at it, usually you won't last in order to, you know, you know, to keep doing what we do as professionals. And so I think like you said, it's just absolutely the mission's right. And you have no choice but to su- succeed.
1: Yeah. You know, and I think that's what we're just trying to do. And, and I think the industry has got a long way to go, but it's, it's, uh, it's an exciting industry, but I just think we just need a little bit more direction in, in protecting consumers and giving legitimate operators a, a space for them to kind of say, look, at all of the legitimate people are over here.
2: Yeah, especially... If you
1: can, yeah, if you can do that, the fraudsters are going to go, well, how can we get over there? And they, and they can't. Yeah. So all of a sudden, what fraudsters end, tend to do when the door is closed on their operation is they move to another one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Today, there's still far too much money in it for For because the door's not closed. Yeah. And I can't do that on my own with IPRAC, that's for sure. Yeah. We, need, we need a lot more larger companies supporting IPRAC, um, our mission to be able to achieve that. And I think that's what we're trying to do, get people on board or like with our ambassador program, mm-hmm. is to get people all over the world talking about the, uh, the benefits of IPRAC um, truly to, to educate the industry.
0: A hundred percent. I, I think that's, you know, such an important thing right now. And I think that's a, a little bit of why I created the series as well as, you know, we're, we're seeking, you know, it's not, the podcast is no longer just about conversation. It's about education and, you know, yeah. and getting people informed. Like this is some, you know, this is something I didn't know about, you know, three months ago. And so, this is just, a, you know, a big way of, you know, everyone, you know, being educated and starting to, you, know, get to know what's going on. And um, if we don't talk about it, then who's going to know? Well, oh, this is it.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, we we, we live, eat, breathe rental fraud right now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, you know, so it's our job to do that, so we can bring, you know, that information to the industry. I don't expect everybody else to put in the hours that we're doing. Yeah, but what I would like is for people to recognise the work that we are doing, to and to support what we're doing, and not to brush it under the carpet. I think that's kind of mm-hmm. our main issue because you can—it's like kind of trying to swim against the waves sometimes, you know, well, because the industry's the industry is going so quick, yeah. and we're just knocking on a few doors as we go along. Um, but you know, I mean, we're getting close to just under thirty-five thousand members. Over 28 countries, wow. but that sounds a lot to when you speak to somebody from a, a company that was only started three years ago. Yeah, but it's nothing, it's not even a dint into the size of the industry and how many properties there are on the market. So, we've done so much good work, but we've just got so far to go.
0: Yes, agreed. But that is a good accomplishment. And this is not the last time any of the listeners will be hearing about IPRAC on the podcast because. We are going to educate people through this platform as well. And I'm so yeah. excited to, to keep working with you after this. Well,
1: that's why we want to support, uh, you know, the podcast. Because I think what you're doing, Will, is just, you know, it's vital because of the style. Like we discussed earlier, the style of your podcast is about education. And I think that's the kind of podcast we want to align ourselves with so that we can spread the right message to educate and I just hope that some of the listeners today can walk away from this podcast and think, wow, I didn't even realize that could have been the case.
0: 100%. And if we
1: can, you know, and if we can educate people in that way, then it just makes our job, we're doing our job because they'll tell two, three people and so on and so on. And it just makes people more aware of the problem.
0: Agreed. And so for anybody listening, uh, go to i-prac.com, correct? That's right. Yeah. All right, perfect. And then I'll also have all the links on my site and on this podcast as well. Chris, do you have anything that you want to just let the listeners be like the last note that they hear from this episode?
1: Well, thank you, everybody, for the, for the time, really, if they've been listening from the start to finish. I'm sure it's a long one, but uh, thank you. And uh, thank you to you, Will, uh, for taking the time out to, um, to, to broadcast this because it uh, means a lot. And uh, let's hope that we can continue the good work and um, make this industry safer for consumers and let legitimate operators thrive. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast.
0: what's up everybody if you've gotten this far into the episode of slick talk the hospitality podcast then you are amazing and thank you so much for tuning in we want to send you two places really quickly if you can check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link check out all of our other shows on the podcast network and don't forget if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.